Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of our God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he has called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. You may be seated. In the past few weeks, we have been looking together in God's word, particularly in the New Testament, and considering this notion of being one in Christ. And experiencing together, perhaps for the first time or maybe in a renewed fashion, this profound truth, this profound notion that what really marks us as a people of God, as a body of believers in Christ, is a genuine, supernatural oneness in Him. It's a marvelous thing. You know it when you experience it. You also know it when there's something just not right. You can feel it when maybe something's not right in the body or maybe there's a bit of disharmony or disunity or maybe even something more serious. But God has given to us in his gracious spirit and through the ministry of his son Jesus Christ a, a vision for a oneness in the body. And, and we've been looking at that over the last few weeks. We're thankful for the ministry of God's word that, that helps us encourages us and actually enables us because it is powerful, isn't it? The Word of God is living and active and powerful in our lives as, as we receive it and make it a part of who we are. As I was thinking about this morning and the opportunity that we have to come together as a body around this table, I thought about some of the things that Christ left for us before he went up to be with his Father in heaven. And I thought of three things. The first thing he left with us is a command. Before he went from this planet up to be with his Father in heaven, he spoke to that group of followers, his disciples, who eventually would become all of us in the body of Christ, and he issued a command. He said, all authority and power has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Make disciples. Proclaim the message that you have been given from me. It was a command. 
And one of the things that binds us together as the body of Christ, though varied and different and unique in so many ways, is that we are under command. We have a very specific and compelling mission that was left for us by Jesus Christ, and that is to go. We are not to stay. We are to go. The body of Christ is in mission and in motion. It's one of the things that Christ left for us. There's something else that Jesus Christ left for us, and that was a vision. It was a vision of a new life. We see that in the ordinance of baptism. From time to time, we fill this baptistry, which is behind me, with water. And someone who has just found new life in Jesus Christ goes through water baptism. And Jesus Christ also commanded us to do that. That if someone ascends to faith, if someone gives their life to God through faith in Jesus Christ, they are to follow in baptism. And that's a great vision because the Apostle Paul says baptism is basically you are buried. You go down into the water and you are buried with Christ. But then you rise to walk in newness of life. It's a powerful vision of what Christ does for us. You see, we die to self. We lay down all of those self-issuing kind of agendas and plans. But then we raise to new life in Christ. Our agenda becomes his agenda. Our mission becomes his mission. Our life becomes his life. Not only left us with a command that we're to go, he left us with a powerful vision that we see every time someone goes down into the waters of baptism and comes up rising to, to a new life in Jesus Christ. Listen, what binds us together as the body of Christ is that we have died to self. We are unique. We no longer have any plans of our own. Our agendas don't really matter that much anymore. What matters is this new life, this new vision that Christ has given to us. And that is symbolized powerfully in the ordinance of baptism. But there's something else that Jesus left for us. He left us a command. He left us a vision. But he also left us a reminder. And there's a reminder that is symbolized in this table. And that's a reminder of the high price that was paid for your salvation. This was an enormously expensive prospect. That's what Jesus said. And I don't know about you, but I know about me. I can get really caught up in the things that matter to me. And the things that matter to my family. And a lot of them are good and even supported and affirmed by culture by everything that's going on around us and I need to be reminded as often as is possible as Jesus said that my life does not belong to me it has been bought with a price in fact Paul the apostle when he was Reflecting on that truth, he got very specific. And he said, it's not just your life. Your body is not your own. You need to be reminded of that. You cannot just simply do whatever you seem fit 
with your body because it also has been bought with a high price. Your body does not belong to you. Your body belongs to Christ. So does your family. So does your children. So does your home. So does your career. Jesus said, I'm going to leave you with a very powerful and compelling reminder. As often as you come together, as often as you can, as the body of Christ, something that brings you together, something that helps you experience this unity and harmony in me is this powerful reminder of the high price that was paid for your salvation. My body was broken for you. My blood was shed for you. The first thing he reminds us with this table is that your salvation cost him everything. But the second thing it reminds us of, <laughs> I really want you to hear this. It's finished. There's nothing else that has to happen in order for you to be right with God. It's finished. And again, I don't know about you, but I need to be reminded of that. That I don't have to do anything else to find favor with God. In fact, I can't. There's nothing I can do to make myself right or holy or perfect enough to be in fellowship with the Holy God. And this table, this ordinance that Jesus left with us reminds me of that, that it's finished. He did it. Once for all, for you, it's done. <laughs> that ought to, that's good news. And... It's what brings us together. Because you're free. Listen, if you're in Christ today, you're free. You're free. You've been set free. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You cannot be condemned for your sin. You are free. And it's what binds us together as the body of Christ. You are free to experience, free to love, free to worship, free to serve, free to proclaim because of this table. It's finished. We are under command. We cannot stay here in this place. We cannot remain in a comfortable existence and a comfortable experience if we are in Christ. We are under command. He has commanded us to go. <laughs> That's a good thing. We're on mission here. Christ has commanded us to go. He's also commanded us to live in the power of his resurrection, to surrender self, to take up our cross daily. We are, we are dead in our sins, but we are raised to life and newness of life. And we are free. As we come to this table this morning, I want you to be reminded of all of that.
We come together, all of us together as the body of Christ in his gracious spirit and experience once again this free gift of eternal life that is ours in Christ Jesus. And the Apostle Paul was teaching on this in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 before he served the Lord's Supper to the believers there. He said, listen, I want you to examine yourselves. Don't come to this table until you've reflected on yourself. Take, take some time and ask God, is there anything in my life? Is there any attitude? If, is there any brokenness, any injury, any bitterness, anything that I have between me and another brother or sister in the body of Christ that could it, it prevent me from experiencing the full blessing and power of this moment? And if there is, I need to confess that before him or I need to go to that brother or I need to go to that sister and confess that to them so that the, the Spirit of God has free opportunity to flow and to bring us one. I want us to do that this morning as a body. Before we come to this table, let's just, let's just acknowledge the Lord and bow before him in whatever way seems appropriate and comfortable for you or your family, and let's ask him to do that work. Search my heart, O oh God. See if there be anything in me that could keep me from experiencing all of you. And let him do that work. And then, then we're going to come all together as a family, as a body of Christ down the center aisle. And we're going to share in the body and blood of Christ. But first, let's pray. Let God do that work. Spirit of God, have your gracious way in our lives. Bind us together. 
the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ from this day. Make us one, O oh God, in him. For the praise and glory of your name. I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. For on the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine. and After supper, he said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people confirmation with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes. Because of the graciousness of Jesus, church, this table is prepared for you. If you are free in Christ, you are invited to come. Come to the table. The table is ready. Come.
We're going to sing, church. <laughs> You're free in Christ. God be praised in your life. He inhabits our praise. Let him, let him fill your praise as we sing of our freedom in Christ. We're going to sing. Let's sing, and then we're going to give. Let's stand and sing.
At this time, we're going to take up a benevolence offering, and this offering is taken up each month uh, to for people that God sends to us with needs, with utilities or other essentials that they need to, for their family. And we just want to thank you in advance for this offering, and um, we just give you the praise for that.
Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up his face upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord give you his gracious peace both now and forevermore. Amen. Go in the spirit of Christ.